Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This farmer in Idaho assumed the newborn sheep he was finding dead on the grounds of his ranch were the victim of vandals, people with pellet guns, but it wasn't until he witnessed a death with his own eyes that he understood the gravity of the situation. Rocky Matthews told the Times News he had found a total of 54 lambs dead, including seven in one day at the height of the attack. And as it turns out, the lambs were silenced in a way that no one ever thought possible. They were all killed by a bald eagle. Matthew said there have been four eagles nesting near his property for years, but none have ever attacked his livestock until now, as one of the four has apparently decided to hone his hunting skills, just killing the lambs and leaving them, something that the farmer says is pretty bad. <laughs> and silence the lambs. I, I got that too, yeah. yeah. Cliff, I just wanted to go back to the AP news just for a second if I possibly could. Okay. When they said the uh, new princess is eighth in line to the throne. It's a pretty long line, isn't that it? That sounds like me this weekend at the baseball <laughs> game. I was like eighth or ninth and I'm like you guys got to hurry. You guys have, we got oh. to speed this line oh. up here. <laughs> it was a different kind of throne. Yeah. Though, well, <laughs> thrones a throne in that case. I'm telling you, Cliff. It's like, come on boys, let's go. <laughs> and the chimp yeah. It's 63 years old, and they think it possibly could be. Could be. Could be old age. <laughs> I don't think we need an autopsy for the chimp, do you? <laughs> no. I think we can all figure that one out. Cliff, this happened a few days ago, but I found it quite interesting. Okay. 75-year-old guy. 75 now. Yeah. Climbed Mount Everest. The <laughs> okay. oldest American to ever do that. Yeah. And I got winded brushing my teeth this morning a little bit. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I may just give that whole thing up, Cliff, because I, yeah. I don't like to be out of breath early in the morning. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. Didn't you uh, mention at 6 o'clock that there was an athlete from uh, Wood Memorial that jumped 5 foot 7 inches in the high jump at the uh, state yes. competition? She is, she is indeed one of the people we'll be talking about on the 7 o'clock news. Uh, she finished fourth in the state at five seven. The state champion, I believe, um, uh, I believe, cleared five feet ten inches to get the medal. Uh, and by the way, Josie is a freshman. <laughs> she could so, literally, Cliff, yeah, jump over the top of me. <laughs> I'm sure by the time she's a senior, she'll be clearing you quite easily. She, yeah, well, yeah, she will be. Wow, that's impressive. Five foot seven. I couldn't do that with a pogo stick. <laughs> no, you'd break something. Or a trampoline, I couldn't. Like an arm. Yeah. <laughs> In Frontier League play from yesterday, the Otters lose on the road at Schomburg 2-1. to one. They have the day off today before starting a midweek homestand at Bossy Field Tuesday night against the Florence Yalls. Yalls? That's the name of the team. I kind of like that, Dame Cliff. <laughs> yep. We, the video gaming industry is a much bigger deal than what us non-gamers think, and the creative brain power working for some developing companies rivals that of Hollywood. Such is the case for a French company called Quantic Dream. They're known for creating gripping, narrative-driven experiences that put the player into another world frequently set in a dystopian future. 
production of their games is so complicated that since the company's founding in 1997, they've made only five. But the first one released that year did include original music by David Bowie. Working at that level of creativity in the 21st century frequently means two things happen in the workplace. Management provides ways for staffers to relieve stress and have fun at work, or there's a toxic and harmful workplace culture, and since we're talking about Quantic Dream here, you can guess which one happened. Three and a half years ago, three different French news outlets published results of a joint investigation that found those working at the company were either victims of or participated in a toxic work environment permeated with racist and sexist culture. Other French labor laws were broken in areas of pay, work hours, and contract terminations. All news that the joint CEOs of the company, as you might expect, weren't too happy about when it hit the public eye. So, also as you might expect, they filed suit. Defamation. Asking for millions in damages. But if their testimony has any, any indication things aren't going well, well, one of the two, Guillaume Dufondumiere, asked the judge from the witness stand if, since he wasn't under oath, well, if it was okay for him to lie. <laughs> Dude, you're the one who filed the lawsuit, <laughs> saying the newspapers lied about you. So I'd go with the truth here, unless the truth actually proves their point. <laughs> he asked the judge if it was okay to lie. I bet that's a first in a courtroom, Cliff. I think you're right. Usually it's just done, you know, just yeah. on the spur I mean, of the moment. Although, you know, I guess here in the U.S. we're used to being sworn in or hearing about people being sworn in. Apparently in France, even the truth will surrender as they don't have to swear in witnesses. <laughs> yeah. Thank you this morning, Cliff, for making me look up the word dystopian because I didn't know what you were talking about there. Thank you for that, Cliff. My, my pleasure. I've, Anyone who has read the uh, novel 1984 by George Orwell will know what that is. I read it and still didn't know what it was, but I did look it up. <laughs> I can't get my uh, mind off of that horse, Cliff, that, uh, I don't that know, horse? kind of, sort of won the Kentucky Derby, you know? Oh, yeah. The Medina Spirit horse. I yeah. I feel bad for this horse because it seems like every time they talk about it, this horse has yeah. got some kind of a drug problem. and. <laughs> I think maybe they ought to get the horse a little bit of help, Cliff. I mean, it's going to be a strange intervention when they go into the stable, don't you think? There's, there's a certain way that they're that they're wording the stories, you know, the national sports writer, that it's like the horse's fault. Yes, it, that's exactly right. It's like the horse is in its stable at night, you know, with a secret tube lubing exactly. itself up, you know, like I'm getting ready to run here. He needs to go to a meeting or something. Yeah, yeah. I need a 12-step program. Cliff, this is strange, but it's actually true. And if somebody listening this morning is suffering with a headache, okay. I might have the solution for you that doesn't involve medication. Are you okay. hearing me, horse in the Kentucky Derby? No medication <laughs> in this. If you have a headache, Cliff, yeah, they're saying the cure is to bite on a pencil. Just chew around on a pencil. And that will help cure your headache. So is there like something in the pencil that helps cure the headache? Or is it the pressure from biting on a pencil? It's the pressure, Cliff. Oh, okay. Which explains in my new insurance plan, when I go to the doctor with a headache, he said, here. <laughs> just and hand you, hand you a pencil. Prescribe me a number two pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Out the door I went. You know, if you say the phrase, 
the doctor prescribed me a number two. That mean can mean a lot of different things now, can't it? Well, I put pencil after that, though, Cliff. Yes, yes, it could. Yes, it could. We had apparently the neighbors or the residents of this sleepy beach community in South Texas aren't too happy about their new neighbors. But perhaps their anger is pointed in the wrong direction. Boca Chica, Texas, population 26, located on the Gulf south of Padre Island and very close to the border with Mexico. And there's just a few homes on the long, narrow spit of sand overlooking the ocean, but late last year, a few of those folks sold property that had been in their families for about half a century to some people who wanted to develop it. And while you might think that means luxury beachfront condos. In this case, the person who wanted to buy the land was Elon Musk, who very quickly built a SpaceX facility that's now testing rockets that will carry astronauts to Mars. And there's lots of noise and stuff, too, not to mention tourists. All of that not very well liked. My question is, of course, what did you think Elon Musk was going to do? (laughs) Build a bird sanctuary? No! (laughs) Vacation home? No. <laughs> that would be annoying, though, Cliff. Uh, no, I, I totally I totally understand that. Although, you know, don't be mad at Elon Musk. Be mad at your neighbors who sold their land. Or spin it the yeah. other way, Cliff. If you got a bunch of tourists there, yeah. come up with some food and drink and sell it to them while they're there. Make a little cash off of it. Also true. This story, Cliff, just points directly at me how stupid i was or actually i am as a matter of fact oh, oh. <laughs> it's not not in past tense today today yes. a two-year-old yeah has joined mensa with the iq of 146 <laughs> two years old yeah i i read that and i considered bringing it up to you but i i thought you know maybe i shouldn't <laughs> meanwhile cliff yeah. In Owensville. Yeah. Someone in town put mm-hmm. Mentos in a Coke bottle and flushed a G.I. Joe down the toilet within a 10-minute period, and I was eight years old whenever that happened. Oh. And this kid is two and has an IQ of 146. We, we, they made Mentos back when you were eight years oh, old? Oh, yeah. Yes, they... No, <laughs> yes. Yes. They had just got done with hieroglyphics, yeah. Cliff, and came out with some paper products when I was eight. <laughs> Cliff, this is a really nice story. Very nice. A mm-hmm. wallet was lost by a lady 46 years ago, and it was found and returned to this woman in California. And it still mm-hmm. had the photos of her parents and everything that she had yeah. thought was long gone. And I thought, that is really a really nice story that somebody would take the time to do yeah. that 46 years later. A lot of us would just go, eh, throw it away and be done with it. Yeah. So I'm asking you, Cliff. I know it's yeah. kind of, you know, out there and very quick. Mm-hmm. If you could reunite with something you lost decades ago, is there something that you would like to get back from decades ago? Oh, darn. I know. Yeah. Anything darn. come to mind that you've lost <laughs> and said, man, I wish I had that back? Oh, that's kind of a toughie, I know. I mean, Cliff. I'm gonna have to to put some thought into that. I mean, I've got a couple of things in mind, but you know, that's a. I used to have when I was a kid a shortwave radio. You remember what those are? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, and I probably bought that thing when I was twelve, 
and I carried that from place to place that I moved all the way to Texas. And finally, when I moved into the <laughs> the the house that we bought in Houston, um, there was like a uh, like a workbench in the garage, and I'm like I could set up some. And I'm like I'm gonna hang a wire and make that an antenna and plug it all in and it worked and when i hooked it all up something had blown out over the years or broken as from carrying it from place to place and it didn't work Aww. i carried it for 20 years and it didn't work and it didn't work <laughs> see there you go yeah there you go i think everybody's got something cliff that uh yeah they lost years ago decades ago and they'd like to yeah. reunite with yeah for me cliff it was pretty simple when i saw that story what was that? It would be hope. I would like to reunite <laughs> with hope. Is what I would like to just a little hope. Just you'd like to find your hope somewhere. I would like to find it. it. And Hollywood is in the process of remaking a Gremlins movie, Cliff. That's been a long time ago when they had that out, the Gremlins. Yeah. Now, hmm. in case you're not familiar with that, a Gremlin yeah. is an adorable creature that turns into a monster when mishandled. Now, I'm sorry. That's Paul V. Ton. That's who that is. I'm sorry. Cliff, I'd like for you to take a wild guess okay. at something. All right. She's the oldest woman in the world. How old do you think the oldest woman in the world is? 107. 124. Holy cow. Yes, holy cow. Wow. Now, Cliff, if you're lucky enough to get to that age... Yeah. Or anywhere close to that age. When you reach yeah. that milestone. Yeah. They don't give you a trophy or anything like that. I mean, they don't give you anything, do they? No. You don't get a trophy? <laughs> I don't believe there's a trophy for that. Um, okay. And and probably you'd get a nice pat on the back, but not too hard. <laughs> <laughs> they ought to give you something, Cliff, if you make it to 120. <laughs> if you get in your 120, somebody ought well, to give you something. Okay, so maybe what you could get would be an urn. That's kind of stark now, Cliff. I mean, <laughs> that would be like, that'd be the worst trophy ever. <laughs> You're 124. An urn. Here's your urn. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. I was shocked, Cliff, absolutely shocked when I found this out today. Okay. A lot of the sounds, and I mean a lot of the sounds that you and I hear in nature documentaries... Yeah. Don't actually come from nature at all. Well, they're like sound effects? They come from a guy that sits in a room with random things and he makes noises with them. And that's what we're pretending that that animal actually sounds like. Because so it's hard to <laughs> capture natural sounds for various reasons. There's other noises around. Yeah. And a lot of the uh, animals and insects they put on there really don't make sounds loud enough that we could possibly hear. So they use a Foley artist. That's exactly right, Cliff. A Foley artist. That's exactly right. How did you know that? Uh, hello? Have you met me? Well, that's true. That's right. You know, I am a photographer, and I do have a slight bit of experience in filmmaking, so I know what a Foley artist does. That's right. That's, that's exactly what he does. This guy, and one of the best yep. in the world, is called Richard Hinton, and mm -hmm. he sits in a room, and he stretches out a slinky, and that's what it sounds like to us of a spider shooting a web. But really, there is no sound there. <laughs> but it makes it so much more interesting. It does. To, to watch the documentary 
if there's actual sounds. And if you watch a spider crawling across a, a spider web, yeah, it doesn't make any noise. <laughs> but Richard taps on a strand of audio tape, yeah. and it supposedly simulates what a spider's footsteps would sound like, but we really don't know what they sound like, Cliff, because, because they're silent. we can't hear them. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> now, I'm assuming, Cliff, when yeah. the lions and tigers and bears make noises, we don't have to simulate all of that stuff, right? Please tell uh, me that's true, Cliff. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. So, You mean a lion might not roar after all? I mean, the, you've been to the zoo. Have you ever heard a lion roar? I have never heard a lion roar. I think they're just too lazy to roar. Are you saying, Cliff, they don't roar at all? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they probably can. Just like, you know, my dog can bark. He just chooses not to. He's barked like three times in five years. I just can't believe fake sounds would be a thing, Cliff. <laughs> that just... But anyway, yeah, all of that you can take straight to the bank. Cliff, was there anything said today? Yes, indeed there was. Phrases of a day start with number three. He asked the judge if it was okay to lie. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> number two. The doctor prescribed me a number two. <laughs> Pencil. You forgot that part. <laughs> was Pencil. <laughs> I, I thought it just followed with, you know, my old adage. Poop. It does a body good. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, I got winded brushing my teeth. I did a little bit this morning, yes. <laughs> and Cliff, before we get out of here, I just want to yes. say this. Our uh, Take It to the Bank today was about fake noises that nature yeah. supposedly makes during documentaries. Yes. Please stop sending in your fake nose, noises asking Cliff and I if it's real or not. We don't care. <laughs> don't do that anymore. You know especially where I'm going. If the, especially if they sound like... Well, see, I wasn't even going to go there, Cliff. But <laughs> If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.